So the Max and Wancast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do. Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise. But what I like about it, I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. Who's your sources, bro? Uh, you know, I talked to James Dolan regularly. We actually had lunch last week. He had a burger, oh, I had a salad. I think he lost a lot of friendships right now after saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jack, he's probably going to ban me from the garden when I say they suck this year. <laughs> I, I'd rather go ahead and hang out with a guy like Charles Oakley. That's more my style. <laughs> you know what? I break bread with the guys with the money, all right? No, nah, I'm just kidding. I, I honestly hate James Dolan. Well, hello, everyone. This is Max from the Max and Wancast. Thank you guys for joining us today. It's going to be a good episode, and I'm joined by... Your boy, Juan. Back at it again, boy. Thank you for matching the energy. This is take one for everyone listening. Wink, wink. <laughs> it's actually crazy. You can ask Juan, who edits the podcast. We've never had an error, right? Never in our life. We can go live right now if we wanted to. But uh, today, we're going to have a little bit of NBA, and we're going to do our picks for the week. And the picks thing is going to be a weekly thing. Do you want to get into some NBA? Let's do it. I already know what we're going to talk about. Shoot. I hope so. I hope you got the email I sent you earlier. But no, so it's some Laker news. We're Laker fans, but, you know, this is just big news. We have to talk about it. AD signed a five-year, $195 million contract extension. You already know it. AD... With the Lakers, five more years. I'm kind of shocked, to be honest, that he signed that long. Um, LeBron, two years. Don't really know if it's player option right now from what me and Max looked up. It doesn't say that there's any player option in it. So that's good. I'm just glad that he's a Laker and... He's worth every single penny and every single asset that we ever gave up for him. And just to clarify AD's contract situation, it's a four-year plus a one-year player option. Kind of shocked it's not a one-plus-one like KD did with Golden State and LeBron was doing with the Cavs. I'm so happy to have AD. Do you think they're actually going to do the number swap, 23-6? and I hope so. I look so dope. I hope so. It sucks that it didn't happen last year. It will be. It wouldn't shock me though if it didn't happen. They won the championship. They might as well just keep their numbers. Honestly, this is a great move. Like you said, it's AD. He's a top three talent in the NBA. LeBron, he's probably going to slow down a little bit more. I mean, he didn't really slow down this year. He honestly had an MVP caliber year, and I think he didn't get enough due for his play this whole year. But basically, he signed the two-year extension because after you get to like thirty-eight. You can't sign someone to like a max or some weird rule. I'm not honestly sure of it, but I know that was part of the deal of doing it. And apparently he wants to play with Bronny. What do you think? That will be insane if that happened. If he played with his son, it's, I can't think who else has ever done that in the NBA or even any sport. Has there ever been a son and father meetup like this? Ken Griffey Jr.? And Ken Griffey played for, I think, a year or two in Seattle, which is insane because he was, you know, almost 40 and Ken Griffey Jr. is 19. This never happened in the NBA. And I can almost hear the Jordan fans getting upset that LeBron might accomplish something Jordan never did. If Jordan fans are that petty, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of pushing it. Way to go, Max, to go ahead and expose my MLB knowledge right there. I thought you were setting me up for like a, like an alley-oop. I thought you that was a lob. <laughs> Oh, man. Just so you guys know, I'm not the biggest MLB fan. Max got to me on that one. But, yeah, I, I didn't know that Ken Griffey played with his dad. That's that's crazy. Oh, insane. There was actually a funny play where, like, Ken Griffey took a fly ball from his dad, and his dad, like, gave him the death stare. Just, like, imagine, like, Bronny steals the ball from LeBron for, like, a layup or something. You would imagine Bronny's a top five pick, though. 
what did you think? At least top 10, just off his name. I mean, would you draft Bronny just to get LeBron on your team at 40? I mean, I would, like, if you're, like, some bum team like the the Knicks, I mean, maybe i do it. It's kind of hard to say with Bronny. He's so young. He's, like, a, a sophomore right now. And he hasn't even, like, finished growing yet. So, if he hits, like, 6'8", but everyone talks about he's a freak athlete. So, who knows? I mean... Sky's the limit. He's got the genes to do it. Wait, are you saying that the Knicks are tanking for Bronny four years from now, three years from now? Is Hold this on. what you're saying? Let me text James Dolan, and I'll call, I'll get back to you at the end of the podcast. Hold on. Max out here breaking news out here. Who's your sources, bro? Uh, you know, I talked to James Dolan regularly. We actually had lunch last week. He had a burger, oh, I had a salad. I great. think you lost a lot of friendships right now after saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jack, he's probably going to ban me from the garden when I say they suck this year. <laughs> I, I'd rather go ahead and hang out with a guy like Charles Oakley. That's more of my style. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I break bread with the guys with the money, all right? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. I, I honestly hate James Dolan. Some other breaking news in the NBA today is John Wall in a first-round pick made its way to Houston for Russell Westbrook. And my God, talk about winning 36 games a year, Washington. boy, Way to get up from that 30 to 36 because that's the dream, right? So you're saying you have no faith in Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, the dynamic duo in Washington now. Bradley Beal's going to request a trade in about four months. I'm calling it right now. Strip clubs in the Houston area are going to be so thrilled to get James Harden and John Wall. It's just gonna it's just gonna be amazing for the economy of Houston. That's the biggest impact of that trade. Who would you put more money on leaving first? Scott Brooks or Bradley Beal? <laughs> Can I get some odds on that? Like <laughs> No, it's that's tough. Uh I just say Bradley Beal. I don't know, maybe Russell change. Probably not. Scott Brooks. <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't put me in positions like that. Well, we know we know how you feel about the the wizard side of it. How do you feel about Houston? What do you think they got in John Wall? It's hard to say because the guy hasn't played in two years. He looked good in like videos of him hooping in like a gym, but <laughs> Ben Simmons oh, I love jump to shot see that. I love to see that the guy training in the off season. Oh my god, he looks so good. Yeah, I mean Ben Simmons looks like a shooter in like in those gyms too. So. I don't know. I feel like it's a good risk for Houston. I mean, I'm happy with the pick they got back. They've actually got some like picks back from having none. So, I mean, it was a risk, you know, if John Wall, if he gets back to his pre-injury form, he's better than Westbrook, I think. What about you? It sounds like that John Wall going to Houston is going to get Boogie Cousins to go ahead and sign there. And it sounds like Harden is going to stay there, which I don't think is going to happen. So I don't know if it was a if it was a future move to get another guy for Harden or is this a I know we're gonna lose Harden let's go ahead and get John Wall and rebuild with him I really don't know I just feel like both teams switched garbage and said hey let's see what you can do with my trash well let's see what you can do with mine. And basically that's what they did because those two guys are both they're both guys who who are not going to win you a championship. And probably four years ago, I would say John Wall, John Wall would be a guy that I would have more faith in. But ever since these last two, three years of him just getting injured and him looking out of shape, it's really hard for me to see that. And. Westbrook, on the other hand, we all know what he brings to the table. Yeah, he's going to give you numbers. Yeah, he's going to bring some fans. He's going to sell jerseys. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like when Max said, it's it's 34, 35 wins a, a season, and he's going to put up triple doubles, and he's not going to win that many games. And his game doesn't really translate into winning basketball. You have to build a team around him. You have to make sure you have all shooters. I mean, come on. They, they were – guarding him with a center in in the bubble centers were guarding him so he's not much he's not much as a threat as far as your team being able to win that's what i think i would be so hyped for this team in 2015 this would be my finals bet harden wall and boogie but they're putting a lot of faith in two guys who've been injury plagued for the last two years both with achilles 
and both with like <laughs> knee problems going forward like what are you betting on you're betting on like two guys who haven't played in two years well hey do you think this keeps Harden there no, I don't. I don't think they've done enough. The best the best move they've made is Christian Wood, and I don't think he's going to move. And I love Christian Wood, and he's not going to move the needle. They haven't done enough to get better. And I, and they have a first-year head coach who's going to learn the ropes. That's something Harden wants to stick with as he leaves his prime. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I don't like it. I don't like anything really that about Houston right now. They've made some good moves this offseason, but overall I still don't like their team. Is it safe to say that these two guys stay on on their teams right now like they're gonna stay with those teams or you think they're gonna get traded again at some point russ and wall yes good luck finding someone to take them i saw a stat today that said russ is the first mvp to be traded in two consecutive off seasons and i'm like oh no kidding because no one wants him clearly he's outgrown his welcome in houston how long before it's washington we all know how bradley bill thinks about staying in Washington I mean obviously he signed that contract so I I feel like he's gonna he's gonna try to make it work they got a couple of pieces they got Bertans they have they have guys here and there on 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 the Wizards plus they play in the East the East is not totally dominant I just don't agree with the contract thing because we've seen so many guys over the years have two years left and they're like I'm out Get get me out of here. And they have to. Teams feel so much pressure because of the players. And I think this is going to catch up with them at some point. And we're going to get into that probably down the road. But honestly, it's not a it's not a vertical move. It's just a lateral move. We got a little better or potentially a little worse. And it's just about, I guess, a fresh start for both guys. And how many more fresh starts for Westbrook? John Wallace is second team, so I give him a little more of a pass. But how many more fresh starts for Russell Westbrook before we – See, like, this is what this guy is. He can't change. I don't believe he'll change. So just the way that you're talking about it, I think I kind of know your answer. But who would you take right now as fresh team? And you got two of these guys on the board. They're the best players on the board. And it's either Westbrook or Wall. Who are you taking? I'll take Wall just because I, I know what Westbrook is. And he's probably a better player, but he's not better for my team around him. So Houston won the trade? I would say so, yeah, because they got a first-round pick, too, and Wall. Granted, it's scary, the injuries, but I'd say Houston's the winner. What about you? I would agree. Houston is the winner. I like that they got a draft pick out of it. And like I said, it's kind of like a wash So as far as the players go. So I like the fact that they got a draft pick out of it. And a little bit more faith in Wall, just because there's a little bit more unknown. Yeah, exactly. What I, exactly. I 100% agree with that. But – I think that's all the NBA for today. So you want to get into some NFL games, our weekly picks, and we're going to keep track. Keep track of me beating you. We all, we all know we, I'm going to win these pickums, bro. Come on now. I have never picked a game wrong in my whole life. <laughs> you should be a rich man then. <laughs> I will not start losing now. And if I do pick a game wrong, it's because I didn't want to tell you guys my real picks. I was just saying it just to say it. So are you are you a guy who picks with your heart? You're gonna pick Philly every week. Oh, I have to <laughs> edit that into when I literally say Philly's gonna lose the next week. <laughs> yeah, for me, I've I'm so I'm so big of a Raider fan. It's it's I've kind of learned over the years, including with fantasy. So I don't have no problem. I'm I'm a realist. I know I know when my team sucks. I know when my team's on the ropes. But with that said, we got one to start off. Great game. 10 a.m. We got Cleveland at Tennessee. Big AFC matchup. Gonna shape up the AFC playoffs. What do you think, Max? I think this game's gonna come down to whichever team runs the ball better. Shocker. Cleveland's the number one rushing offense. Tennessee's the number two. Honestly, this game, I think it's going to be a close game. Definitely. I'm going to be watching it in the morning. I'm going to keep my eye on it. Is this game come down to Baker Mayfield throwing a bad pick? Or what do you think? Yeah, that's that's my first point that I was going to get to. It's, it's going to come down to who's the better quarterback. And to me, Baker, Baker's going to have to win this game for them. Because all my confidence is in Ryan Tannehill. 
Ryan Tannehill is definitely the better quarterback. But what quarterback has more commercials? <laughs> well, Baker Mayfield. But we're talking about football, not acting. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get I get those two confused sometimes. Just to clarify, we don't conversate who we're going to pick before the podcast. We're just telling you now. We're both getting reactions live. This is live, baby. Live. Live in full effect. So what's the final score of this game? And who are you picking? Well, before I get into that, I do want to say Tennessee's going to be committed to stopping this two-headed monster that Cleveland has. Okay? I believe Derrick Henry will dominate this game. What's his name? Smoke Henry. Excuse me. Even though Cleveland has a top 10 rushing defense, Derrick Henry is still dominant. He is still a monster. And I have more faith in the Titans running game than the than the Browns running game. Even though Cleveland's number one, I get it. They're the number one rushing offense. I don't think I don't think that's going to stick the whole season. It's going to change. They're a great running team regardless. But it comes down to what I said in the beginning. I trust Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill is going to make more throws on third down and big time situations more than Baker Mayfield. And I trust him more. So with that said, I'm going to go with Tennessee with the final score, 21 to 17. I like that. I like that a lot. I would just say Miles Garrett's coming back. That's a big help for the Browns. I'm still not going to pick them. I just wanted to give you guys some information. But I think the difference in the two rushing attacks is this is the time of year where Derrick Henry really starts to shine because everyone's getting a little tired. It's getting cold. And he wears down defenses. And I don't trust the Browns at the second level to tackle him. I don't trust him at the D-line to tackle him. And I think the Browns are a little bit of an undisciplined football team. I got the Titans winning this game 26, the Browns 17. Also, I want the Browns having 17 like you. It could get ugly if Baker Mayfield thinks he's in a commercial and throws three picks. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No, the one thing about these two teams is that they both know how to win ugly games. Wouldn't you agree? They both have won ugly-ass games this year. I agree, but I also feel like Baker's being managed by his coach and Ryan Tannehill has the full confidence of Mike Vrabel. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big difference. That is the big difference. And I'm not going to I'm not going to forget what the Raiders did to Cleveland in the run game. I remember that. I can see Derrick Henry doing the same thing. So just have that in mind. <laughs> it's going to be a good game. It's probably one of the better games of the week. Well, since you just brought up the Raiders, why don't we talk about your team? Raiders are playing the Jets in New York. Raiders are coming off the worst performance of the season. No offense. You guys are 6-5. and five. The Jets are 0-11. This game means a lot to you guys. What do you think is going to go down? Two words. Must win. It's a must win game. We should win. We're the better team. And if we lose this game, we don't deserve to make the playoffs at all. I'm telling you right now, we lose this game. We don't deserve anything because it was at this time last year. We played the New York Jets. We went up in there and we got our butts kicked. So I hope this team remembers that this team is capable of blowing them out because the Raiders can't go in there thinking, ah, this team is 0-11, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go in there and win this game. Josh Jacobs is coming off of a ankle sprain he's probably still gonna play the Raiders are getting a couple of guys back Sam Darnold's gonna play for his second game so maybe he gets his feet under him who knows all I know no matter how ugly no matter how good it looks the Raiders just better flat out win bottom line I agree this is a must win for the Raiders the only thing that's gonna let the Jets win this game is that the Raiders are still hung over from the two two losses one was heartbreaking to the Chiefs and one was an absolute annihilation by the falcons if they don't bounce back from those like you said they don't deserve to make the playoffs good teams forget about the bad losses and so this is also what leads me to think the jets might have a chance like their jets are desperate for a win and this might be their best chance no offense but this might be their best chance for a win i didn't pick the jets but i'm just i'm just playing the devil's advocate right now yeah and by the way, by the way, I was talking. I am picking the Raiders, 
and I'm picking the score to be 31 to 20. That high scoring? Yeah. The Raiders' defense is still bad. And the Raiders must put up points, and they must put up a lot because the Jets are going to stop the run. They're going to be committed to stopping Josh Jacobs, so they're going to have to throw the ball. And Derek Carr better come off of this loss that we had and get all his confidence back and start throwing the ball in the air. I got the Raiders winning 17-10. to 10. I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. It's going to be a close game, but the Raiders are going to find a way to win this game. It's going to be an ugly game. I think the Jets are sneaky good on defense. Yeah, we shall see. I'll be watching it. I would hope. <laughs> so let's move on to the next game. We got Jacksonville at Minnesota. This is going to be a crappy game, I think. Minnesota's playing pretty good, even though they lost to the Cowboys. The Jags are starting Mike Glennon at quarterback. There's not really a lot to like about the Jags. Well, the Jags do have Robinson, James Robinson, correct? The the running back, yeah. Rookie. Yeah, Robinson is, I believe, top three in rushing right now in the league. So he's been having a good year. He's he's next to DJ Chark with their best offensive players that they have. Like you said, Mike Glennon is starting. But Dalvin Cook should dominate this game. Dalvin Cook should absolutely dominate this game for them. And the Vikings have Justin Jefferson. He should go off. The Jags are not a good team. Minnesota's at home. Even though there's no fans, they should be able to win this game. I'm picking Minnesota to win 34-10. to 10. I got the Vikings winning 28-12. to 12. I also think it's going to be a blowout, and Dalvin's going to be a fantasy pick this week for my <laughs> daily fantasy league. Maybe me and Max could win a, a week in DraftKings. <laughs> We're winning our five cents. That's a win. <laughs> oh, man. So let's go into a, another AFC matchup. Cincinnati at Miami. What do you think about this game, Max? I would have really loved it if Burrow was there and Tua was there, but they're both banged up. Tua's probably not going to play. He's a game-time decision. This is an important game for Miami to keep pace. They're 7-4. and four. They control their own destiny. So I'm sure you're going to be rooting for the Bengals. But ever since Burrow's been injured, the Bengals haven't shown any signs of life, and I don't think that's going to change. What do you think? Yeah, like you said, this game would have been a lot better with Burrow against Tua. I'm surprised it's not a Monday night football game. You know, you know how the NFL is. Oh, let's put let's put these two teams. See the rookies go at it. But since he since he is not the same without Burrow, obviously. Tua should dominate this defense if he does play. And so so should Fitz. Fitz Magic should dominate this defense too. Cincinnati doesn't have that good of a defense. The only guy I can really think of is Jesse Bates, the safety. He can only do so much. So with that said, I got Miami winning, taking care of business, 24 to 10. <laughs> I got the Dolphins also winning 24 to 10. Exactly the same score. <laughs> there you go. This is not <laughs> scripted. This is we don't even talk about full it. reactions. <laughs> That's funny, man. All right, let's go to another divisional matchup, AFC again. There's a lot of AFC playoff implications on the line this week. The Colts are playing the Texans. The Colts are 7-4. and four. Texans are 4-7. and seven. Colts need to win this game. They got their butts kicked last week by Smoke Henry. They need to bounce back. And like we were talking about, it's a lot better to control your own destiny than be like the Raiders, and no offense. That's kind of relying on a couple teams losing. I'm sure you're going to have your Texans hat on, Deshaun Watson jersey on this week. What do you think? Well, it does help them losing, but just FYI, the Raiders actually control their own destiny just because they do have to play Miami and Indianapolis still. So that does help them. But regardless, it's a trap game for Indy. They're still they're going to be playing Deshaun. You know how Deshaun is. He's on fire right now. They're on the road. It's a division opponent. It's going to be really tough for Indianapolis. We're going to see if getting DeForest Buckner helps them out. But I'm really concerned about, about the Colts for this game because their pass, their pass coverage is very shaky. And with Deshaun Watson out there, we'll see how he does without uh, Will Fuller. But with that said, I'm still going with Deshaun Watson. I feel like he's going to outplay Phillip Rivers and he's going to win at home. I'm picking Houston 
35 to 28. I'm actually going to go with Rivers, and I realize that's risky, and I'm going to risk my 12-year never having a prediction wrong streak, but I got faith in you, Phillip Rivers. Granted, you might throw three pick sixes to screw me, but, you know, I still got faith. I'm going with the Colts 31 to 28. Yeah, regardless if if Houston wins this game, it really mix matches the AFC playoff race right now. And we've been talking about the Colts like they've been a contender all year, and if they're a contender, they're going to win this game, and they should do it convincingly. Yeah, it's a even though even though NFL teams are really really good at after game blown out, they come out to play really really hard. But it's a divisional game; it's on the road. It's you can argue it's kind of like a trap game for the Colts. Because a lot of people are probably picking them to win. Oh, absolutely. People often underestimate, even if it's like a bad team, right? Like a 2-10 and 10 team. Your division typically plays you hard all year. Yeah. And it's kind of cliche to say, but any given Sunday, man, any team can win. That's the nature of the NFL. I know it's cliche, but it's true. That's going to be our first t-shirt, one. I know it's cliche, but any given Sunday, classic. <laughs> We're going to go to the Lions. First game without Matt Patricia playing the Bears were once five and zero, dropped to five and six. I'm gonna take the lead on this one. Not having Matt Patricia, what a great recipe for the Lions to win. There will be no more bad defense. Well, that will be bad defense, but there won't be Matt Patricia bad defense. There's gonna be a little bit better game management without Matt Patricia. A little less fingernail biting on the sideline from him and chewing on his pencil. I think the Lions are going to come out on fire and they're going to take it to the Bears because, you know, sometimes teams, when they fire the coach, it's like the best thing to happen to them. We kind of saw that with the Texans. When they fired Bill O'Brien, everyone kind of galvanized together and they started playing well. Yeah, I completely agree, man. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, NFL teams love to play hard, especially when their coach has been fired. Um, Texans, Falcons, you name it. They, they come out the next week and they play very hard for them. And you know, you know, um, Daryl Bevel's probably gonna throw the kitchen sink at these guys. So I'm taking, I'm taking the Lions, man. I think they win this game. Chicago's a mess. Chicago still has a good defense, but I don't care who the Bears have at quarterback. Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, it doesn't matter. They suck on offense. Allen Robinson is crying for help. He's the only good guy that they have on offense. They suck, man. I don't have no faith in them. I feel like Detroit's going to win this game 21 to 13. I agree. That's why I went with the Lions winning 24 to 13. <laughs> and honestly, the Bears are too banged up on defense. Max hurt. Akeem Hicks is hurt. This is not a good game for the Bears. And this is where their season's probably going to slip away and get really bad. And this is where Matt Nagy's going to get on a really hot seat. And yes, with this loss, that'll be six straight for the Chicago Bears, six straight losses, that is. And that's after starting the season five and one. That's insane. Oh, I'm sorry. They said I said they started five and zero. Oh. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I thought I forgot they started five and one, and everyone was clowning them, talking about this is the worst five and one team in history. And they but were right. to be honest, but to be honest, there's always a team like this every year that starts off really good, and they wind up just folding bad, folding really bad. And they're just one of those teams this year. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, there's always those teams that are fool's gold, and the Bears are the biggest fool's gold. Let's go to another team that fired their coach this year, the Saints versus the Falcons in Atlanta. The Saints are 9-2, and two, Falcons are 4-7, and seven, but they're playing good football coming off their best win of the year against, who was it? <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. But let me just point out, I think it was more the Raiders losing than Atlanta winning. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. The Raiders were hung over from the week before, shot himself in the foot. We've already talked about it. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Saints are too good, man. The Saints are too good. Taysom Hill continues to amaze me. Sean Payton continues to be underrated at the same time overrated. I don't I don't know where to put him. I just know he's a great coach. He's amazing. He's working with a guy who can barely throw the ball down the field. He continues to amaze me. I'm going with the Saints, 31 to 20. Not bad for a running back Taysom Hill. Also applies, I think. 
But no, you're right. Sean Payton's so underrated. Taysom Hill really can't throw the ball. He's scared to throw it. They barely threw the ball for any yards against a team without a quarterback. So this game, they actually have some stiff competition. They're actually playing a quarterback for a change, which is good. I think it's going to be a defensive game. 13-10 to 10 Saints win, though. I don't have no faith in Taysom Hill. And the Saints defense is coming on nicely. I know last week you can't really count it because they, again, didn't play a quarterback. But I think the Saints are going to have a tough game this week. Yeah. Uh, once again, another division matchup. A lot of division matchups this week, like you said earlier. If you're a team right now, you can really get a grasp on your season. And if you're, like, in a slide, you can kind of regain some traction. So for the next game, now we're going into the afternoon games. It's going to be the New York Giants at the Seattle Seahawks. We got the Giants who are trying to keep keep hold of that number one spot in their division. And we got Seattle coming off of a great win on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you think, Max? Daniel Jones being out hurts. They definitely need him. He's a much better quarterback than Colt McCoy. To me, there's no way Seattle should lose this game. They should dominate from start to finish. New York doesn't have a lot of talent on either side of the ball. They're well coached. I will say that. I like the job Joe Judge has done. He gets them to play hard. He's definitely been, what, the NFC's version of Matt Rule to a kind of its lesser degree? Yeah, I would agree. So I got the Seahawks coming out, beating the crap out of the Giants, which I do like to see. I'm not going to lie. DK's probably going to score two touchdowns. Russ is going to do his thing. And it's been important for Seattle to get their running backs back because they were like one more running back away from calling on Marshawn Lynch again. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be hard to see Chris Carson make it through the season. Do you have this being a close game or is it a blowout? No, I got it being a blowout. I I I don't see anyone guarding DK Metcalf in this game. Who's going to guard him? James Bradbury? Too slow. Uh, I don't see him guarding Tyler Lockett. Russell Wilson's going to dice him. One thing that I thought of in this game that's interesting to bring up, can the Seahawks run the table? For the rest of the season? Yeah, they play the Jets next. So they're playing the Giants this week. They play the Jets next week. Then they play Washington. Then they got the Rams at home. And then they play the 49ers. At 49ers, but the 49ers are probably going to play in Arizona. (laughs) But can they run the table? Ask me that in like two weeks. I just want to see how the Rams are looking. That's the only game that really scares me. 49ers don't really scare me because they're so banged up and they have no quarterback. But the next three weeks, they should absolutely win and they can really solidify. Like I was talking about earlier, their hold on this division. Uh, I got the score of this game being 31-7, to Seahawks winning. Wow, that's a big blowout. Yeah, without Danny Dimes, it's going to be tough, man. I got the Seahawks winning 28-10. to 10. So moving on to the other two teams in that division with the Seahawks. And one of the big games this week that we're going to go a little bit more in detail in. We got the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Max, what do you think? Well, I have a question for you before I get into what I think. Are the Cardinals overrated or underrated? In my opinion, I would say overrated. I I would agree with that. I felt like this year, before the year, everyone's underrating them. I would have said before the year, they're probably a little bit better than we think. And then they kind of had some good weeks. They beat uh, Seattle. They had the Hail Mary. But they've lost some games. I felt like they should have won. And again, this is just a young team learning how to win. So I give them a little bit of a break. But I would agree they're overrated. This game's crucial for both teams. The Rams should have won last week against the Niners. They had no excuse for losing besides Jared Goff played horribly, which is nothing new for Jared Goff, but people assume because he has a huge contract and he plays for the Rams. They made the Super Bowl. He's a great quarterback. My dad all the time says, I think Goff's an okay quarterback, but lately I'm kind of getting him to turn. I'm like, look at him. Look, he doesn't do anything. Those guys run after the catch. But that's my take. I think both teams... Need to win this game. It's going to come down to, is Goff going to lose them the game? Because I think the Rams are easily the better team. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree that the Rams are the better team. But I'm going to put this one on my guy, Kyler Murray, all on his shoulders. This is a defining game for Kyler Murray. 
two straight losses. They need a win. It's a division opponent. Everyone around the media wants to call him the next Michael Vick, the next this, the next that. He's better than Deshaun Watson. He's a top five quarterback. This is it. Go out and prove it. It's a great defense. They got the best defensive player in the league. Probably the best player in the league, Aaron Donald. They need a win to stay in the hunt for the division or just in general, the NFC playoff race. This is it. Kyler Murray, show me what you got. Show me that you're elite. Show me that you're ready. Even though I think it's too early and I don't think he's going to show it. But for all the people who are calling him elite, he should get it done. Because he's a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I completely agree with you, Max. Jared Goff is, I think he's a lost cause. I don't think he's that good. He's average to me. He he has a good deep ball. He can throw the ball short. That's about it. The one thing with him, he can't handle the pressure. He Guy in his face, guy around his feet, he's not that good. Sean McVay makes him look better than he is. Um... Like you said, the Rams have a better team, but let's see what Kyler does. And with that said, I got Arizona winning a a close one. I feel like it's going to be a shootout also. 31-34 Arizona. I will say Kyler's a bit banged up, which kind of scared me away from picking the Cardinals. And we saw New Hopkins kind of get locked up by Stephon Gilmore. And is there a cornerback playing better than Jalen Ramsey right now? He's playing like it. I'll tell you that much. He's playing better than Stephon Gilmore. Part of it is because the Patriots suck this year. But uh, he's he's always been elite. He's always been elite. And he's playing more man-to-man, which I like to see from him. And he's got all the talent in the world. I think he's going to win his matchup. And that's why I'm going with the Rams. I think Jalen's going to shut down Nuke. That's going to make it hard for Kyler. I'm going to go with the Rams winning 27-20. to Yeah, and the one thing that scares me is... Cardinals defense is not that good. No, but Jared Goff's proven to just be reckless with the ball at times. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that one. But, again, I think this is going to be the one of the best three games of the week. Yeah, it, it should be really good, man. It should be really, really good. Moving forward, we're looking at the Patriots trying to keep their season alive against the Chargers. Do you trust a rookie quarterback against Billy Ballgame Belichick? Yeah, that's that's the big matchup that I that I circled. I said I wrote down Herbert versus Bill Belichick and who's going to win that matchup. You know how Bill Belichick does against rookie quarterbacks. But obviously, Justin Herbert is not your average rookie quarterback. He's been playing phenomenal this year. He's very impressive. It's going to be a tough game for him. New England has a good defense, but. On the other side of it, the Chargers have Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa is going to wreck that game because Cam Newton cannot throw the ball alone without Joey Bosa. So with Joey Bosa draped all over him, it's probably going to make it even worse. The 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 Patriots are one-dimensional. They can only run the ball. They can't pass the ball for nothing. And they depend on their defense a little bit too much more than they should. I'm genuinely shocked you're not – talking more positively about the Patriots I would have thought for sure you would have taken the Patriots and this is one of the closer games I picked this week it came down to Herbert versus Belichick and the lack of talent in New England's defense they got good corners but everything else is not good at all so I'm gonna go with the Chargers actually winning a close game 20 to 17 wow we both picked the the same score for the Patriots. I got the Chargers winning 24-17. <laughs> I think if Herbert does good against Bill Belichick, I'm going to be so impressed. Even if they lose and he does good, I'm going to be so impressed, man. So moving on to your favorite team, the struggling Philadelphia Eagles are traveling to Green Bay to go face the Packers. What do you think your Philadelphia Eagles going to do this week, Max? Struggling might have been the biggest understatement of the year. We are going to lose this game. I'm done with this team, by the way. I'm done. I absolutely hate them right now. I hate the play calling. 
I hate the lack of protection for Wentz. I hate the narrative been written. It's all Wentz's fault. Granted, he hasn't played his best, but hey, maybe we can give him a receiver to throw to. Maybe we can draft a pro bowler on offense. Oh, wait, we can't. Our GM is disagreeing with our scouts about taking Justin Jefferson. I almost hit my mic because I'm so annoyed by reading that earlier this morning. We're going to lose. We suck. The only good thing we have going is our defense, and it's just too hard to depend on them. And we're playing Aaron Rodgers, who's playing at an MVP level. We're getting blown out. Yeah, uh, everything as far as the game goes, I agree. Philadelphia is a mess. A-Rod is probably going to slice and dice you guys. Uh, Carson Wentz has been playing horrible this year. But I want to ask you this. Do you ever remember a quarterback in his fifth year playing this bad and just digressing? No, but like I said before, he's people are going to see the turnovers and say, look how bad he's been. He's never had a turnover problem before this year. I don't want to turn this into a Carson Wentz you know, topic, discussion, whatever you want to call it, but he's been working with crap for two years, and sometimes crap's going to get on you. When you work with crap, he's been the most sacked quarterback and he like every week it's revolving door receivers and the timings off guys are running the wrong way. It's more than just Wentz. It's the whole offense. Granted, I would have thought we would have been a lot better because of him. So I am surprised by the turnovers and just he just does dumb crap. Sometimes he's kind of does what Josh Allen did last year. It's like, oh, I'm just going to throw a ball into four guys. It's like, why? Yeah, you guys, That there's no arguing that. You guys do have a bad offense. You guys have injuries. You guys don't have that much talent on the outside. But I want to ask that question. Do you think at all that the Philadelphia Eagles will trade Carson Wentz? No, I don't think they will at all. I think they're going to figure something out or they're going to say Wentz is banged up and Hurts is going to get a start and he's going to do badly because I don't think he's a good quarterback with his noodle arm. He is mobile. I'll give him that. I don't want to say I'm rooting against him. I just don't think he's good. And maybe that's just me being a pessimist, but it's just how I feel about it. I think Wentz is not the problem. His play this year has been subpar. There is no doubt. But I don't think he's the overall problem. And I think he's a good young quarterback you can still build around. We've I've seen too much good play from him. Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, I don't know, man. I would, I would kind of sell him. I would sell him right now just if I was a GM. I, I'm a fan of Carson Wentz. I think he'll be fine. But I don't think he fits the Eagles' plan. I just I don't think he does. I think I think the Eagles are a little bit more in love with Doug Peterson more than Carson Wentz. I have a feeling that they're going to blame Carson Wentz first before they do Doug Peterson. And for that. I do see the Eagles trading Carson Wentz. I can see what you're saying, and I definitely agree with you. The Eagles are more in love with Doug Peterson because honestly, I'm so out on Doug Peterson right now. I'm so sick of seeing inside zone and outside zone as our only two running plays. I'm so tired of it. I'm just tired of talking about this team's struggles, man. I want to say we're going to play good this week, but there's no in- indicators that we are. And that's why I got the Packers winning 28-10. to 10. Yeah, I got the Packers also. I got them winning 24-14. to 14. But you think we're going to score look- two touchdowns? Yeah, I do think you guys are going to score. You know, one of our touchdowns we scored last week was a Hail Mary deflected ball. (laughs) Yeah, you guys can score two touchdowns. You guys can still run the ball at least a little bit. You think Carson Wentz gets sacked five times or less? Five or more times? I would say about four. I think he's going to get sacked like seven times. I see him getting hurt in this game. And I hate seeing players get hurt, but I can totally see Carson Wentz getting hurt in this game. Little cold night at Lambeau. That's a recipe for injury. Yeah, I, it's just, yeah, it's tough. I I would want to talk about that a little bit more at a different time, but a very interesting topic about Carson Wentz. 
Oh, we'll definitely cover it during the offseason, but let's move on to another team that might have some quarterback problems. Oh, definitely has quarterback problems. The Denver Broncos at 4-7 and seven, playing Kansas City Chiefs who are just rolling after kicking the crap out of Tom Brady and the Bucks last week. I will, Way I'm just to gonna go. go. Sorry. Way to go, NFL. Way to go. Way to give us this game for Sunday night. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to watch this. What are what is Denver gonna do? Drew Locke. It's I hate this game. I do not feel any any excitement in my body to watch this besides seeing Patrick Mahomes throw all over the Denver Broncos. I'm gonna go on the record and say the Denver Broncos are gonna throw for more yards than they did last week. That might be a bold statement. You don't think that they're gonna catch COVID on Friday? No, I, I don't think so. I think they've learned their lesson as the NFL punished them enough, basically gave them a loss. Uh, yeah, this game's going to be a blowout. Drew Locke, he's okay. I don't really see I – don't, I don't know what he is yet. I need to see a little bit more from him. The defense isn't that good. They just seem dysfunctional with all the COVID going on and the lack of following the guidelines, and the Chiefs are rolling. The only thing that scares me is the Chiefs kind of sleepwalk through the game a little bit. But I have a blowout. I got Chiefs 32-17. to 17. You think in the back of your mind this is a trap game, though, for the Chiefs? No, I don't think so. I think they'll take care of business yeah. at home. Thank you. I feel the same. I got the I got the Chiefs winning 35-17. to 17. You think Tyree catches one long touchdown this game? Uh, Yeah. No, to be honest, no. I feel like Mahomes is probably going to find a little bit more variety of receivers. I'm calling it right now. Pringle's going to catch a touchdown. This is a Pringle type of game. I was going to say, I got money. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to go off if he plays. I think he's been a bit yeah. banged up a little. But, yeah, it's just some typical Chief stuff for, like, the guy you think is going to go off, it's someone else who kills you entirely. Definitely. I just know Badger Mahomes is going to go off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next Monday night game, another just woof NFL. What a schedule. Washington football team, excuse me, Washington professional football team versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's 11-0. and They beat the Ravens. Washington's 4-7. and They did beat the crap out of Dallas. I think Washington's a little feisty, just a little bit. But if Steelers come to this game prepared, they're going to take care of business and beat the crap out of them. I feel bad for you, Alex Smith. The only thing that worries me is the Steelers, like the Chiefs, sleepwalking through the beginning part of this game. Do you agree with that? Do you, have you, I know you've seen that from the Steelers, but they're, they're kind of due for a disagree. loss. I completely disagree, man. I, I'm calling an upset straight up. I see, for one, I know you said congrats to the NFL for scheduling this game, but I believe they reschedule it because – Pittsburgh with the whole COVID thing last week with Baltimore. That was a big old mess. But that's one of the big issues I see in this game. I see a trap game for Pittsburgh all the way. Weird week for them coming off a short week. Washington is well rested. Their D line is going to be big for them. And I'm calling it right now. Washington is going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24 to 21. I'm sorry, by the way. I forgot that there's a, this is the second month, the first Monday night game. I apologize. I forgot about that completely. But yeah, I everyone's going to be at work. Everyone's going to be at work watching this game. It's going to be yeah. at 2 o'clock for us on the West Coast, at least. I mean, I might be taking a two-hour bathroom break at work to watch this <laughs> game. But no, exactly like you said, I can kind of see what you're saying. With the, This might be an upset. Pittsburgh's coming off a weird game on a Wednesday. Right? It was Wednesday. It was yesterday, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. So, short week. Short week. I have this game being close. 24-13, but Pittsburgh kind of pulls away at the end. But I think football team's pretty competitive. They got a good D-line that can really mess up a game. If Alex Smith takes care of the ball, I think this game's going to be close. Not to mention, Bud Dupree is out for the season. That's a big blow. That's a big loss. Really big loss. Because that's my only concern. That's my only concern is Alex Smith turning over the ball. Exactly. And I don't think they're going to be able to run with Antonio Gibson like they did against Dallas. Yeah, this ain't, this ain't Dallas who played against football team. But I got faith. Let's do it. Let's go. 
Uh, the second Monday night game is probably going to be one of the better ones again of this week. There wasn't a lot of great games on the schedule this week. A lot of good divisional games, but not like marquee matchups. We got the Bills playing the Niners in Glendale. What? Hold on. Did they really play in Glendale? <laughs> yep. You got you reading that correctly. They're, They're going to play on the field that the Cardinals play on the day later? I believe so. That's going to be so many injuries. Oh, well, my gosh. I, I wonder if they're going to give them the grass because Arizona does the same thing as the Raiders. They keep their grass outside, and then they sweep it under the the arena when it's ready. So I don't know if they're going to play on it twice. I don't know if they're going to bring in some turf or what. I don't know. It's weird with the whole COVID situation in California right now. The NFL, we already talked about it last time, just continues to power through COVID. Like, they don't give a crap. And it's just sad to see, honestly. But let's get to the game. 49ers are desperate. They need to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive. And last week they got healthy. Debo Samuel was a huge difference maker. Ayuk should be back this week, I saw. I don't think that's enough. The Bills are playing good football. I know they didn't blow out the Chargers, but the whole team's starting to play better. The defense is better. And I don't trust the Niners quarterback, so I'm going with the Bills. 20-14. to 14. Yeah, I would love to see Jimmy Garoppolo play in this game instead of Nick Mullins. Because that's literally the only reason why I pick Buffalo. It's just because of Nick Mullins. I just don't think he can get it done against Buffalo. Buffalo's really tough to beat, especially with their defense. I like the Niners. I like their defense. I like the way they've been playing especially last week when they kicked the shit out of the Rams. Richard Sherman's back. But not not to mention Raheem Mostert's back. And like you said, they're getting Ayuk back. Debo Samuel was a demon coming off the, the edge with that jet sweep that Kyle Shanahan loves to run. What did you agree? Absolutely. That jet sweep of theirs is one of the best parts of their offense, along with the uh, play action where the fullback somehow always gets open on the sideline. Yeah, exactly. And Debo Samuel, man, I I couldn't think of a better name for him to describe him as a football player because he is literally a he's literally Debo at the wide receiver position. He once he gets the ball, he turns into a running back. There seems to be kind of a trend with receivers looking like that, or not looking like that, but having similar body types. Like AJ Brown, I would say is another one. DK to a lesser extent. These guys are huge, and when the ball's in their hand, they're hard to tackle, man. Yeah, definitely. And not to mention another loss for the – hate to bring it up, but I'm pretty sure the Eagles could have had Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. (laughs) Yeah, but we wanted Jalen Rieger and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, so I'm pretty happy. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside with his one touchdown coming off a fumble this year. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, your boy Josh Allen, I'm rolling with him. He should play good against this this Niners team. I see him having a big game. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills, 28-24. to 24. I will say, Josh Allen, there was always the possibility of him doing some stupid crap and giving the game away. I don't think he will. I just want to make that a footnote to all you guys listening to us. He hasn't really done that this year, though. I've seen a, a couple times. But it's it's decreased a lot because last year you kept telling me your boy Josh, uh, da 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 da. Shut up, he's getting a lot better. He's only got a little bit of that Joshy in there. Now he's Josh. I would agree. I am not the biggest Josh Allen fan. I'm coming on. I'm coming aboard slowly but surely. But out of all the quarterbacks, because me and Max always have this little debate about Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. It's just them coming out. I just never really thought there were true throwers and they were going to become true throwers. But Josh Allen, more than any other quarterback I've seen in the past 10 years, in my experience, I've never seen a quarterback massively improve at throwing the football than Josh Allen this year. It's amazing. Lamar Jackson has proven me right. He hasn't had a good year. He cannot throw the ball. When teams load up the box and they make Lamar throw the ball, it's not a good recipe. Since you want to talk about Lamar, why don't we get into Dallas versus the Ravens? Dallas coming off the worst loss of the season, arguably, 
on Thanksgiving Day. Ravens got beat on on that weird game against Pittsburgh. No Lamar. A bunch of their team was out with COVID. What do you think is going on with this game? Yeah, it's a tough game. Um, like you said, Baltimore coming off a weird week. No Lamar. No J.K. Dobbins. No Mark Ingram. A lot of players out. They still play tough, though. They're... They're on a little bit of a losing streak right now. They lose this game. Their back, their backs are against the wall. They lose this game. It's not looking good for them, and they're going to have to climb their way out of it. So they should win this game. On the other hand, I'm playing devil's advocate on the Cowboys side. Like you said, they just got their ass kicked on Thanksgiving on national television against the Washington football team. And typically, I like to go with teams that the previous week when they got their butts kicked, they come out the next week and they play super hard, which I think Dallas is. They're going to come out and they're going to play hard, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I think the Ravens are going to come out. They're going to come out a little bit more aggressive. They're going to execute a little bit better. And I think the Ravens have a little bit better of a team than the Dallas Cowboys. So with that said, I'm going to go with Baltimore 28 to 14. Is it a stretch to say Baltimore's desperate? No, it's not a stretch at all. They're desperate as hell. They need to win this game. That's what I'm saying. Their backs are against the wall. That's why exactly why I went with them. They need to win this game. They're six and five. Seven and five is a lot better position than six and six right now for them. I got the Ravens winning twenty two to nine. I think it's gonna be a little close. I'm a little worried about the Ravens offense. It's so bad. There's nothing really great about it right now. Teams really adjust to what they were doing. They can still run the ball, but the O-line's been a disappointment this year after losing Yonda. You can't have Des Bryant as your number one receiver or number two receiver and expect to be a good passing team. I I hear what you're saying about Lamar not improving as a passer, but get my guy a weapon or two and let's reevaluate. Hey, Trey McSorley went out there and threw a touchdown to my boy Marcus uh, Marquise Brown. That's all I'm saying. Apparently, when Lamar's in the game, they know how to tackle. But when he's not, Terrell Edmonds runs into the sideline. But whatever. Another discussion for another day, my guy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This but, is fun, man. This but what fun. an extremely tough look for my guy, RG3. Just Yeah, RG3. RG3, my guy. I loved you your rookie year. Your leg got broke by by uh by Nada back in the day with the with the old school Ravens. But man, that was a tough look, my guy. Trey McSorley went out there and threw a touchdown. It was weird. It was just a weird, weird game. That game had no business being played on Wednesday. I'm not a fan of Wednesday night football. I'm just gonna say that right now. Yeah, not to mention that that um, poor clock management by the Baltimore Ravens at the end of the half. Did you see that? Oh yeah, just I think it was just a weird game, like you said. But that wraps up the picks for the week. I'm liking mine. I think I'm gonna go a solid fifteen and zero. That's just my prediction. Probably gonna have to eat some crow <laughs> on the next show. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get a leg up with that Washington pick, man. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Which of your picks are you most confident about? I'm most I think the lock the lock of the week will probably be Minnesota against Jacksonville. I have confidence. I I think they're the lock. They're gonna win Minnesota. I have my luck being the Dolphins over the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals suck. Definitely. So with that said, let's wrap it up. You wanna call this an uh episode three podcast, Max? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be something we do moving forward. Just the picks weekly. It's fun. It's quick. And we love talking about the picks. And we keep count usually amongst ourselves. So now we wanted to share it. Again, thank you all you guys that support us. Appreciate all the love that we get on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. Make sure to follow us on all those platforms. Spotify at Max and Juancast. Apple Podcasts at Max and Juancast. Follow us on Instagram at Max underscore Juancast. Twitter, also the same thing, Max underscore Juancast. Max, any last words? 
just want to echo what Juan said. And if you guys want to write a review, that'd be great. Any five-star, four-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. As long as it's not too yeah. raunchy or anything crazy. <laughs> yeah, comment down below. Comment comment on our YouTube videos. We're everywhere, man. We're on Google Podcasts, YouTube, you name it. We're getting our name out there. We just love doing this, man. And if you guys want to ask a question or have a comment, go for it. We're going to read it. 100%.